Welcome to Dose of Degrassi, the podcast that gives you your weekly dose of nostalgia and life lessons by recapping the longest running drama series in Canadian history. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for episode eight of Dose of Degrassi. Hey there, Jordan. Hi, how are you doing, Erica? Oh, you know, just uh, another day in paradise. The paradise, <laughs> I mean, Pennsylvania. God bless it. God how bless it. How was your it. week? Um, It was crazy busy. My daughter had her first... um like team dance competition this weekend. So she had done her solo back in December, but this was the first one where she was doing all of her group dances and her solo. So it was like absolute mayhem and it was all in one day, which initially seemed like an amazing thing, but it took me a full freaking day to recover. It was like (laughs) a terrible hangover. Oh God. How'd she do? She did freaking amazing. So she got second place in her age group and there were 12 other dances, which is kind of a lot for her age. Yeah, but it's, you know, fucking political because they (laughs) had this thing where you could pay an additional $60 and be up for a title. And I was like, that's kind of... Yeah, I was like, this is kind of dumb. Like, I'm not dance moms. Like, not Maddie Ziegler up in this bitch. (laughs) So I didn't pay it. The only person that beat her was the girl who had the title thing. And, of course, she won because there were only, like, I think, like, three other little girls in the whole, like, 12 of them that paid that additional. And I, like, looked at Brian. I was like, are you effing kidding me? Like, next time we're always paying the extra money. Because seeing that other little girl's dance, no, no tea, no shade to her, sweet child. Bryn kicked her ass. So, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, you know, it's a pretty good weekend. How about yourself? Good. Um, not much going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> it's it's quiet on the western front over at my house. Uh, just just me and my husband. Um, we visited some family this weekend, got to see my grandfather. He's 89 and full of piss and vinegar. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He sure is. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's what we did this weekend and not much has been going on this week. So excited to be here. This really is like the highlight of my week. Me too. It's just, it's our medication. It is. It's the boost of serotonin we need, and we hope it's your boost of serotonin as well, America. (laughs) And Canada. (laughs) And Canada. How can I forget? And worldwide. Mr. 305, (laughs) worldwide. So, to everyone, citizens of the planet. Absolutely. We're a podcast for all. (laughs) So, in this episode, Secrets and Lies, I will say that when I think of early Degrassi episodes, this one always stands out to me, like, as the, like, pivotal Degrassi episodes, this is one that I always go back to, so I didn't realize that it was so early on, so I was excited last week when you shared that this is what we would be covering. Mm -hmm. So this episode is called Secrets and Lies, and I learned something new when I was looking up the air date. 
So I don't know if you realize this, but I didn't realize that they had a Canadian air date and an American air date. Yeah, I saw that last week for the first time ever. So I saw it this week for the first time. And the Canadian air date um, was, oh, I forgot to put the day. I think it was like December 9th, 2021. But the American air date of this episode was May 6th, 2002. So, Ooh, so they flash, were like a whole year almost. Yeah, flash forward 21 years later, and I'd be getting married. <laughs> May 6th is my, my wedding date. It is. <laughs> um, so I thought that was a, a cool little, little Degrassi tidbit for y'all. Um, so the synopsis of this one is, after a long absence overseas, Ashley's dad is back in town. She's enjoying his company and attention, but something tells her there's a piece of his life that is being kept from her. Under pressure, her mother reveals a long-kept secret. Boy, does she. <laughs> this, was, this had intense moments. Yes. So we open this episode with Ashley and her dad driving in his BMW convertible. Um, and Ashley tells her dad that Mr. Simpson is so excited he's coming to speak with the class tomorrow. And she just can't wait to show him off. They get to her house and Ashley, uh, and he says, Ashley, and then it brushes it off and says, uh, never mind, never mind. Um, so they just kind of leave it at that. And we go inside and Jeff and Kate are arguing about dishes. Jeff says to look out because she's in quote, one of her moods, which can I just say, I hate when men say that shit. Yeah, uh, it's, well, <laughs> it's pretty annoying. Maybe if you were not such an idiot, I would not be in a mood. However, I did no- notice something about Jeff in this scene. His his arms are kind of ripped. His like biceps are bulging. Well, I mean, Robert, Ashley's dad, is a pretty handsome man. So yeah. I can see uh, Kate get, getting with someone who who maybe is ripped under those uh, under those T-shirts. Yeah. But when he said that, I was like, well, Jeffrey, she's in a mood because you don't know how to load the damn dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, so they uh, cut to Kate and Ashley um, cooking. And Kate asks Ashley how brunch it was. And she absolutely gushes and says, oh, it was so amazing. It, she's kind of given like weird vibes towards her dad a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> her dad told her that uh, you know he went to a royal reception last week and shook hands with Prince now King Charles. Um, Kate says, "Ooh, she she," which immediately made me think of a uh, side character on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for all of our, <laughs> our Bravo fans out there as well. Um, just a a little little poppet named Kevin Lee. She she she, uh-huh. darling Beverly Hills. <laughs> I love it. And honestly, like she's sitting there talking about this brunch. And as someone who grew up in this time period, and I didn't learn what brunch was until several years later, like watching it now, girly, that's your first red flag. <laughs> like your dad's taking you out to brunch. Right. My dad uh, would take me to the McDonald's drive through and get me a McMuffin. <laughs> that, was, that was the extent <laughs> of our brunch. Although I will say my dad does enjoy a, a good Bloody Mary nowadays, but he's Good for still him. happily married to my mother. 
<laughs> um, Kate also asks Ashley if uh, they talked about anything else. And, you know, Ashley says no. Was there something they should have talked about? And Kate kind of plays it off. And she says, oh, no, you know, I'm just being nosy. So we head over to uh, the Degrassi Community School where we see Terry showing Ashley a locket with a picture of her parents in it. Um, and Terry got it after her mom died. So it's at this point where we explicitly learn that uh, Terry's mom has passed away. Um, so sad. It's so sad. And so then <laughs> Ms. Kwan comes in and she's still talking about Lord of the Flies. I was <laughs> like, damn, how long is this unit? <laughs> she literally busts up in the room and is like, hey, everybody, shut the fuck up. And she- <laughs> holding the most graphic poster of like the severed pig's head like not just one (laughs) but like three pig's heads like cut out and glued onto this poster I was like Jesus Miss Kwan like I need you to bring it down a couple notches girl could you imagine if Miss Kwan had access to a cricket back then oh my god (laughs) literally they have a 3D pig's head (laughs) it would be she would have like made you know those like 3D flowers people put on the wall? Yep. It would have been that. It would have been that. <laughs> because I've noticed in this episode it made me realize Miss Kwan always has a trifold poster board behind her on her desk. <laughs> like how like she had to be blowing up the Kinkos, blowing up oh, the stables, yeah. printing all that stuff out to make a <laughs> poster. Come on. Well, if her units are as long as Lord of the Flies, she probably didn't have to make them too regularly. <laughs> so terry asks ashley what her mom thinks of her dad moving back and ashley says you know she's not sure um they get along fine but her mom was kind of acting weird and so terry and ash are whispering back and forth and miss kwan pops right up and like gets real close to ashley and just whispers ashley (laughs) (laughs) like she didn't tell her to like be quiet or anything like that she was just kind of like I guess met her energy and whispered too. Um, but <laughs> shocker, this doesn't stop the girls from talking. <laughs> they keep, they keep going not. on. Um, so we then go to media immersion, Mr. Simpson's class, um, where we see Toby is actually teaching Snake how to do like some sort of computer something or another. Hack City, um, bitch. <laughs> he's taking Snake right to Hack City. And um, Emma at a 100, of course, Ask Sean if he's finished his haiku yet for Kwan's class. He says no. And Emma reminds him that class is in 10 minutes. You know, she is frantic. Um, he asks her if she's finished hers. Of course, Emma has finished hers. And of course, she is going to share it with us. Um, so, I, Jordan, I just want to make sure you're prepared. Are you prepared for this piece of poetry by Emma Nelson? Honestly, I'm girding my loins as we speak. <laughs> Here it goes. Ancient waves, so pure, lapping up on the shores of time. Early death, our fault. (laughs) Way to keep it light, Emma. (laughs) Um, Sean basically says the same thing. And he goes, that's happy. And in case any of you are um, wondering whatever could Emma's haiku be about, she lets us know it's about our polluted oceans. So obviously something very serious. Shocking. (laughs) And totally appropriate for a seventh grader. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, JT throws a paper airplane and it hits Mr. Simpson's head, 
when he asks the class who the aeronautics genus is, Liberty steps up and takes the blame. So when this happens, JT kind of gives Emma like a, I don't know, face. <laughs> when, uh, when she turns around, Liberty, that is, she is gazing right at JT. And they start playing what I can only describe as like 90s Valentine's Day music. <laughs> <laughs> it's like instrumental. And then it's like a deep, like soulful <laughs> R&B singer being like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly that. <laughs> uh, so Manny asks, you know, what's up with Liberty? And JT reminds her that Liberty is weird. Uh, Toby wants to know why Liberty, who has never missed a day of school in her life, would stick her neck out for JT. Um, Emma points out the obvious by saying J or Liberty has a huge crush on JT. And at this point, Liberty does what she does best. She pops around the corner <laughs> and brings JT his favorite airplane back. Um, he, he tells her that she didn't have to do that and she didn't have to stick up for him in homeroom. You know, she says, well, you get in trouble so much that somebody needs to have your back. God. She, oh, she's not wrong. <laughs> no, she's not. Aggressive, but not wrong. <laughs> Um, also, the grapevine needs a grade seven as pick of the week. And I pick you, is what she says to JT. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows, or, and he basically is like, oh, like, why are you picking me? And she says, well, everyone knows you'll be famous one day. And I want to say I interviewed you first. Um, Manny and Emma then start singing, JT and Liberty sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. And, you know, JT is like, wow, shut the fuck up. (laughs) He's mortified. Absolutely mortified. In Miss Kwan's class, we get to hear Sean's haiku that he whipped up in 10 minutes, which, so props to him. Um, And it goes a little something like this. Poetry is crime. No idea how to rhyme. Stupid waste of time. I mean. Not bad. Miss Kwan was like, you wrote a poem about hating poetry, but you followed the rules. So, and you did the assignment. So I guess I can't complain. I was waiting for somebody to start like snapping. Like they do like for like, yes. the beat poetry. <laughs> um, so then next we get to hear Liberty's uh, haiku. And hers goes, smile like a sunbeam, height subordinate to his heart. <laughs> Makes me lie awake. <laughs> <laughs> Height subordinate to his heart. Like, shady as hell. Shady <laughs> I as love hell. her so much. <laughs> She's like, like you need, your ass needs to be humble, JT. Like, I like you, but like, you need to recognize that I am a prize. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw on TikTok where <laughs> girls were like commenting on guys who like weren't necessarily short. Yay, we love a short king. Short king. <laughs> and these guys would be like, I'm 6'4. Like, I'm over six feet tall. What are you talking about? Um, I propose that the girlies take height subordinate to his heart and start uh <laughs> mixing that in with we love a short king. <laughs> yeah, needs to happen. Uh Quan's response to Liberty's haiku is that um, you know, it has too many syllables in, in the second line, but 
her feelings were definitely coming through. <laughs> again, we see Liberty gaze longingly at JT. Um, my only disappointment with this is that I didn't get to hear Toby's haiku. Yeah. It would have <laughs> been like, she was chopped up <laughs> into pieces. Her head rolled. <laughs> Never talk to strangers on the internet. <laughs> so next we see Ashley's dad talking to the grade eights. He's sharing a story about getting medical work done in a field outside of Kosovo because um, he got shot and he still has a piece of shrapnel in his hip. Um, he is uh, like a war correspondent. I don't know if yeah. we mentioned that or not, or if that's been, if, if y'all caught on to that, he's a war correspondent. Um, an Anderson and, Cooper, if you will. Yes, very much so. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> um, Paige asks if his life flashed before his eyes when the shrapnel hit. And he says, no, but the bomb blaster did. And Ashley is looking at him in a very similar way that Liberty looks at JT. <laughs> um, so over in the gym, Paige says she's in love and that Ashley's dad is so hot, you know, in an old man sort of way. Like, honestly, she's not wrong. He's a handsome man. He definitely has like, a clean cut silver fox look about him. Yeah. Um, so Ashley's like, Paige, gross, that's my dad. <laughs> Down girl. Um, Paige can't understand why Ashley's mom ever left him. And Ashley says, you know, it wasn't quite like that. Her dad left them and moved to Europe, so there wasn't much that they could do about it. Um, Paige wants to get to the bottom of this. She starts asking those hard-hitting questions. <laughs> Was there a big fight? Another woman? And Ashley's like, no, he, you know, he doesn't even have a girlfriend now. Red flag. Uh, yes. They run into her dad in the hallway. And, you know, he says, oh, it was so great meeting you girls. Ashley, I'll pick you up after school. And uh, Paige and Terry swoon. And they say, bye, Mr. Kerwin. And Ashley, uh, you know, mocks them in like the SpongeBob, like, <laughs> Uh, meme where he has his hands on his hips and she's like, bye Mr. Kerwin. <laughs> it is very Spongebob adjacent. <laughs> uh, so we see Toby at his locker and he's kind of like the only one in the hallway when we hear, Toby, Tobes, hey Tobe, over here. And it's coming from inside a locker. So JT is inside the locker to avoid liberty. Again, not something a tall boy could do. No. Um, as he's uh, so yeah, he's inside to avoid Liberty. Toby asks, you know, what about your interview with the grapevine? And JT says, did you hear her haiku? She wants me, man. <laughs> and he's getting out of the locker. And as he's getting out of the locker and proclaiming, you know, he's out of here again, just in true Liberty form, she pops around the corner. And says, it's <laughs> That one is like, honestly, it was so jarring. I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> Jump scare. We need to make a bingo card. And one of the spaces is going to be Liberty appearing out of nowhere. Right. Peeking around <laughs> the corner. Um, she says, JT, you're supposed to meet me seven minutes ago. And JT's like, oh, I forgot to tell you. I, I can't do the interview tonight because... Uh, and he's like looking around trying to come up with an excuse and he sees like the dance club uh, poster on the wall. And he's like, Toby and I have D 
dance lessons. And Toby chimes in and he's a great friend. He just goes right along with it. And he says, yep, tonight is ballroom. <laughs> it's when, to when JT's looking around, it's very George Glass. <laughs> My boyfriend, <laughs> George Glass. <laughs> George Glass. <laughs> um, so Liberty is like seeing right through their BS. She's, she's got questions. And she's like, oh, oh, I get it. It's a joke. JT, you're so funny. Dance lessons with a boy. <laughs> she drags him out of the locker and takes him to the interview and says, you know, if you want to take dance lessons, you should really look me up sometime. She's, she's a persistent queen. <laughs> in her carpenter jeans with the loop <laughs> for a hammer. <laughs> she's a Jackie of all trades. Yes. So Ashley's dad drops her off and she's gushing over him, you know, saying, thank you for speaking with her class. She's so happy he moved back. And he says he's happy too. He goes on to bring something up um, to her mom and her mom comes out and, and kisses him on the mouth, which I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I have that in my notes too. I'm like, can we stop kissing on the mouth? I was let's, like, no wonder this, this poor girl thinks something's going to go <laughs> on between her parents. Um, he says, wow, you look great. And, you know, Kate laughs and says, I'm holding a bag of garbage. Uh, she asks Ashley if she can go get the other bag. And Ashley watches them from behind a bush. And, you know, they're laughing. I think they kiss again. They do. I don't know. She le Kate leans in and kisses them on the mouth. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> I, like, we'll get to it later. But. Mm, what is right. happening I can say that that particular scenario has never happened to me in a sober setting you've never kissed <laughs> your ex-husband on the lips <laughs> <laughs> well if I had an ex-husband we would have been able to throw a divorce party like we talked right, about right. in episode one and two <laughs> So in the kitchen, Kate and Ash are cooking and Kate says, your dad gets handsomer as he ages. You know, it's so unfair. And Ashley says how much everyone loved him at school. And her mom says, well, that's because he's so charming. And Ashley's like, you think so? Even after everything you guys have been through? And, you know, her mom's like, of course, your dad and I still care about each other. You know that, Ash. And Ashley says, it sounds like they want to get back together, which, oh, after what she just saw, of course she thinks that. Uh, 100%. Uh, her mom shoots that down real quick. She's like, no. And Ashley says, you guys have been acting like there's some big secret lately. And, you know, that's what she thought it was. She thought that her parents were getting back together. So Kate gets quiet and Ashley says, wait, is, is there something? And uh, she starts jumping to conclusions and she asks, what has he hasn't found another woman has he he's not getting married is he kate says no and ashley laughs and says oh what is he gay <laughs> is that what you're trying to tell me and that's when the serious degrassi music starts playing mm -hmm. so kate says you know ash there are things your dad and i should have talked to you about a long time ago Ashley was like, I, I was just joking. And uh, Kate says, it's, it's not a joke. Your dad is gay. 
Bum, bum, bum. And then we get like the just absolutely fantastic reverse slow zoom in on Ashley and her little tiny eyebrows of her face being like, what? What the hell? Right. It is just peak early 2000 cinematography. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was like the the new trick. All the the cameramen or editors or whomever yeah. puts this fine show together for us. Learned. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. So back in school, Toby and JT are talking about Ashley's dad. JT says, "I'm sorry. I just don't get it. How can Ash's dad like do it with other guys? And not only that, how does he do it?" And Toby's like, "I don't fucking know, JT." I didn't ask. <laughs> I want to be like, you guys do know because a couple episodes yeah. ago, uh, Jeff and Kate made you watch gay porn, <laughs> lesbian porn all together all in the, the freaking live room. <laughs> Everybody all together. You should know how this works by now. Um, JT goes on about, you know, real women, not girls, are sexy. But guys, we have muscles, we smell, we have body hair. And Toby, you know, just being the progressive king that he is, he reminds JT that women can have body hair too. Yep. <laughs> In fact, his Aunt Bettina has, we don't learn what exactly Aunt Bettina has <laughs> because JT cuts him off. Uh, but, you know, I appreciate Toby for reminding him that women don't have, they don't have to shave either. Mm-hmm. Um, and JT says, that's not what I mean. <laughs> so, Again, I don't know what Ampatina has going on. Uh, Toby simplifies it in the best way he knows how and says, some people are just gay, I guess. That's literally, <laughs> that's that's the long and short of it. Honestly. Exactly. <laughs> what a wise kid. <laughs> he changes the topic to JT's interview with Liberty, where JT says, don't ask, don't tell. Now, do you think that was, like, a nod to the unwritten military rule of, like, the 90s? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I was like, that was that was pretty slick that they put that in there. I wonder, I wonder if yeah. anyone caught on to that. I think since what you had said, like, the other week of where the creator had such, like, she was considered herself, like, such, like, an ally to the community, mm-hmm. I feel like that was one of her ways of like slipping something in that as you went and rewatched it, if you were older, you would understand it, that it would open up a dialogue. But yeah, I think that was totally intentional. I absolutely agree with you. Um, So Ash is in the cafeteria looking extremely angsty, pouring chocolate milk. And Terry, who's literally walking over on eggshells says, Hey Ash, can I join you? (laughs) Like, this is supposed to be your best friend. Like you eat lunch with her every day. I know. I think it's because Ashley's wearing all gray and, you know, normally she opts for like pastel colors and right. she's just in full like Heather gray. <laughs> and might I say the type of cup that she is pouring her chocolate milk into is my favorite style of tumbler. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah. It's like that hammer. It's supposed to, it's like hammered plastic. It's the weirdest thing. But a breakfast place back home called Tudor's Biscuit World. That's what their cups mm-hmm. are like. And I just, everything tastes better in one of those cups. So you Shout are so right. Um, 
because as you were saying that it reminded me of this there's this little breakfast spot uh that my husband and i will go to it's called country fixins <laughs> <laughs> and they have a table they got a free table in there and it's just people's drunk that they bring past and mm -hmm. my mom loves going to that restaurant she's always like oh can we go to the place with the free table but I always order chocolate milk there and it comes like literally in that cup and it just tastes so damn good. And I think you're onto something. I think it's the cup. It is. And here's the thing is my stepdad used to own a bunch of Buffalo Wild Wings and those are the type of cups that use a Buffalo Wild Wings. So I'm always like, hey, Bill, like whenever I would go to Missouri for like years ago, I'd be like, can you, can I please like take a couple of these home? And he's like, yeah, of course. But last year he sold all of the franchises that he owned. So I was like, uh, the first thing I thought, I was like, fuck, how am I going to get those cups? <laughs> <laughs> but luckily my cousin is still the general manager of the store, one of the stores that he used to own. So I just have to be like, hey, Kyle, give me a sleeve of those cups. So you still got an in. Yeah. Can make it happen. Good, good. Um, so Paige, uh, or sorry, Ashley shrugs and Terry asks if everything's okay. She says, you know, she's been acting weird all day and Ashley tells her that she found out something about her dad. Paige walks over and asks Ashley, is everything okay? And Terry's like, Paige, we're fucking talking. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> the adults are speaking. <laughs> exactly. And Paige says, perfect. I wanted to talk too. <laughs> obviously not taking a hint. Um, Ashley tells her she's not in the mood and Paige keeps on going and saying, it's concerned. It's concerning your dad. And Paige says, uh, she's been thinking Robert Kerwin, handsome, stylish, total catch, right? Yet still single. Now she's like, yeah, what's your point? Um, Paige says, well, he could still be hung up on your mom or, and I'm sure this isn't the case. Have you ever wondered if maybe your dad is gay? Woo! Ashley gets pissed. Poor Paige. This was just like not the right time. Um, she asks if that's supposed to be a joke and dumps her chocolate milk all over Paige. Paige truly fucked around and found out. Yeah. It was. And and as soon as I saw that, I was like, Ashley, few things in a school cafeteria are more delectable than the chocolate milk. <laughs> you wasted a mini carton of chocolate milk in Paige Michael Chuck's face. I know. But warranted. However, all I could think about when I was watching it was like, damn, I would never do that to my board in chocolate milk. No. Um, and yeah, I can understand why it's set Ashley off, sure. But Paige is like, no, hun. And then as she's covered in chocolate milk, she looks at Terry and says, my oldest brother's gay. I just wanted to help. And I don't know if you clocked the look on Terry's face. But I think she loved seeing Paige covered in chocolate milk. <laughs> I honestly was like, is this fantastic <laughs> acting of like Christina Schmidt just like being like, man, it's coming to her. Or is this a situation like SNL that she's trying not to break character? Right. <laughs> Either way, it's genius and amazing. But I am very glad that this is the first sibling that is brought up into Grassy that we've never seen, but does actually surface later in the mm -hmm. same way. Yep. I'm very glad about that. Uh, outside, Toby and JT are yucking it up, eating lunch, and the cheesy Valentine's music plays again, and Liberty's staring at him. She asks the girls, 
don't you think I'm making headway with JT? Wouldn't it be something if we became the new Jimmy and Ashley? <laughs> As she's eating her mini corn with chopsticks. <laughs> okay, I couldn't figure out what the hell she was eating. I was like, is she eating like a French fry? Like an unseasoned, nope. undone French fry with chopsticks? It is, it is one of those baby corn that you get in like a stir fry mix. I've said it before and I will say it again. Liberty is such a well thought out character. Like, <laughs> everything she does, like all of the little details are so Liberty. It is. And she's just sitting there eating that. And then across <laughs> the table, we have Manny and Emma who are drinking Sunny D. And I had to like pause it and look and make sure it was Sunny D. It's just the little retro labels. Aww. I was like, this is great. Emma and Manny are trying to be supportive, but like mostly being quiet. Like, yeah, girl, sure. <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> um, and Liberty asks, you know, should I ask him out? And Emma says, you know, sh- sure. If, if you think he likes you. Liberty is shocked by the statement. <laughs> uh, you don't think he likes me? Emma looks over to Manny like, little little help over here. And Manny's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> she does come through and she says, you know, JT is a boy. Who knows what's going on in his head? In his head. And they like do this like slow motion, <laughs> like zoom over JT where he has his like mouth full of sandwich and he's got shit all over his face. <laughs> and he, I will say, he, he is ahead of his time with his monochromatic look. He is in orange from head to toe. He's got orange cargo pants, an orange hoodie, an orange backwards hat. Again, mustard all over his face, looking a damn mess. And he's, he sees that Liberty is, uh, you know, watching him, staring at him. And he's like, I've been rude to her. I've ignored her. And she won't take the hint. Uh, Toby uh, says just tell her point blank you're not interested Angel Toby the hero yet again always the voice of reason (laughs) JT says okay this may sound desperate but it is a plan remember that little talk we had about Ashley's dad and his orientation (laughs) you know what coming out did to his marriage what if I came out to Liberty? Toby is skeptical. Rightly so. Yeah. And JT says, you know, it'll work. So back inside, Ashley runs into her dad and tries to avoid him. Uh, he says he signed her out for the rest of the afternoon and that they need to talk. We flash back over to JT telling Liberty that they need to talk. And she says she couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> Liberty says, okay, you first. And JT like kind of like takes her around the stairwell to a a little corner um, and tells her that she's the only person who will know. So she can't say anything. She has to promise not to tell, like cross your heart, hope to die kind of promise. This is serious. Um, Liberty says, sure, of course, I'm your girl. And JT says that he's gay. Liberty can't believe it. She says, or he says, I like boys, not girl, gay. (laughs) liberty turns it around real quick and says oh oh you thought i had a crush on you of course i don't jt says okay great 
And Liberty says, thanks for letting me know. And it'll be our little secret, which way to pivot girl, like way to be quick on your feet and, and turn it around. She's protecting her heart. And Mm -hmm. honestly, if we were doing a revival when Liberty walked away, the song that would have played was, you could have had a bad bitch, not committal, like 100%. She's just, she's, she's a quick thinker, and I respect her for that. She is. So we go back over to Ashley and her dad, and, you know, she asks him if he was ever planning on telling her. And he says, you know, she was too young to understand. He admits that they didn't handle it correctly, but thought it would be best to wait until she was older. And, you know, he said it might sound lame, but he had to go to Europe to go find himself. And then she asks, you know, like, why did you even get married if you don't love mom? And he's like, well, of course I love your mom. Um, And I loved her and I still love her, but he's not in love with her. He tried to make it work, but just couldn't. So Back with our seventh grade buds, JT says he can't believe that worked. And Toby says, no, I can't believe you used that excuse. (laughs) Liberty comes into class and JT says, now it's time to cement the deal. (laughs) And in what is like the most over the top and, and probably offensive impression of how JT thinks gay men act, he says, Hey, Liberty girlfriend. (laughs) And and like flicks his wrists and crosses his legs. The look on Liberty's face is she is not in the mood for this boy's bullshit. No. And like this, like, I just, man, he had been canceled so fast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine if JT lived in a world with social media? Oh, my God. Like TikTok? No. Mm -mm. No. Nope. So uh, Toby, ever the wise man, says, maybe you should tone it down. (laughs) (laughs) So JT does the opposite of toning it down. And he puts his arm around Toby and cozies up next to him and like looks right at Liberty. Liberty is upset. She leaves class and runs right into Snake. And Snake looks over and sees JT cozied up to Toby and gives him the like, huh, really? Look. (laughs) (laughs) It cuts back to Ashley talking with her dad and she asks if he's ever been with men. She, he says, yes, but mostly just one man, Christopher. You know, Ashley's starting to put the pieces together. She knows exactly who this is. You know, she's asking, you mean Christopher with the blonde hair and mustache? You know, we learned that they went to the zoo together. They uh, had him over for dinner. And the way she said it, it must have been like, with her mom yeah before the separation right and she's you know very upset and like how could you do this to me her dad said this is exactly why he wanted to wait until she was older to tell her she's absolutely incensed and says all you've ever done is lie to me so it's, it's so heartbreaking to see this because like this is one of those situations like there's never going to be like a perfect time to right. like like to let a kid know and it's like if you tell them when they're really young they might not understand or grasp it completely and then when you wait like this they feel like they've been lied to because they have been lied to so man these yeah. topics are tough we've got 
friends um, down here that are like one of my daughter's little friends, her parents are getting divorced. And that's like an everyday topic that she's like, all right, so does divorce still mean that they're not going to live together in the same house and they're not going to be married? Like just even things like that. So like Mm -hmm. explaining the other is, yeah, that's Yeah, that's, that's tough. She's in first grade. Yes, she's in first grade. However, she does understand um, sexual orientation quite well (laughs) because she does love to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. And she she has many gunkles that love her to death. And um, two of them, we were were talking about them. And she had asked about, you know, what is gay, even though she like already knew the answer, just kind of like reaffirming it to see if the answer would change. And I was like, well, you know, uncle so-and-so and and uncle so-and-so, like, they're boyfriends. And, like, you remember this uncle and this uncle, like, they're married. And then she's like, oh, yeah, well, I knew that they were married, but the other uncles, they're they're boyfriends? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, that's hot. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, Paris Hilton. (laughs) She she is. She is a mini Paris Hilton. Maybe that payroll will be... uh, trickling down we can be exactly care of <laughs> don't forget aunt baby when you're famous Bryn. <laughs> she won't uh so jt comes up to liberty and says didn't you hear what i said earlier liberty says loud and clear and again this is why i love liberty i love what she does here she <laughs> says although it came as a shock i shouldn't have been surprised Dance lessons, the boy band compilation CD you own. Uh, <laughs> and this kind of s- sends JT into a little bit of a tailspin. He's like, that's that's my sister's CD. A sibling we never see or mm-hmm. hear of again. Yeah, apparently has a brother and a sister. They're phantoms. Right. And so uh, she says, you know, wouldn't it be great? And you can say no if you want to. But wouldn't it be great if you came out in the grapevine? Like, uh, Liberty is always just pushing for the story. She is. And, and she's ready to call people on their bullshit. At mm-hmm. And, you know, as someone who holds a, a bachelor's of science in journalism. Likewise. Uh, I appreciate her hustle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so she said, you know, as part of the interview, this could help other kids who are maybe struggling with this. And JT knows that his cover has been blown and he tells her that he's not gay. Liberty says, so you lied? And he says, yeah, because you wouldn't take a hint. Says, am I really that horrible? If you didn't like me, you should have just said so. She's not wrong. Kind of like what Toby said. Right. (laughs) God. Listen to Toby, people. Again, WWTD, what would Toby do? Or Terry. Or Terry. switch it out. Exactly. We love them both. Yes. We see Ashley struggling to get into her locker. And I really felt for her in this moment because I feel like when you are at your lowest or having a bad day, like it's always then that your locker won't open or like you can't, like your keys are stuck in your purse and you can't get them out. Or that's when like you're you know, your pants get stuck on the door, like your, your piece of clothing or something. And then you just want to freak out. Um, so I really felt for her when she was trying to get, uh, into a locker and, uh, Terry comes up and asks, you know, where were you after lunch? And she says nothing, but Terry keeps after her and says that, you know, she knows something happened. Um, 
Ashley, like, obviously I get why she's in a bad mood, but she takes out on Terry and I don't support that. No, she's Terry is her, you know, emotional punching bag as always. And I hate it. So she snaps at Terry and says, you want to know what happened? My dad came here to tell me not only is he gay, but he also left us for his boyfriend. Is that what you wanted to hear? No, that's not what she wanted to hear. She was checking to make sure you weren't going to jump in front of a bus, Ashley. Right, because she's a good friend. Maybe yes. you should look up what a good friend is. It's Terry. Um, it's Terry. She's right in front of you. So Terry tries to console her, and Ashley declares that her dad is cut out of her life for good. And Terry's like, come on, you don't mean that. And again, Ashley snaps at her and says, don't tell me what I mean. You have no idea what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And at that, Terry walks away and quickly turns around and says, my mom died, Ash. She's never coming back. But you, you have your dad back. Ashley tells Terry it's not the same. And Terry's like, yeah, you're fucking right. It's not the same. And she says, I don't have a choice. You do. Don't make a wrong one. Just like winds up and bitch slaps her with the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Some cold, hard facts. And that's where we end the episode. Man, this was a good one. It was. Last week, I felt like the episode was like 15 minutes. This week, I kept, I was like, oh, this is where it ends. And it like kept going. Yeah, it did keep going. I like this one. I mean, I like how they brought in the the gay storyline, obviously, with Ashley's dad. But then they filtered it in also with JT. And just kind of kept, like, that theme the whole time. And I don't know, like, like we've said before, growing up, at least where I grew up and probably with you too, like, being exposed to people who are different than you and things that you might not see every day, I, it was kind of life-changing. Absolutely. Like, we did not, I mean, I went to high school with a couple gay kids, but and they were. It. And they were my favorite people in the entire world. Literally, like, every, I'm not going to say every, a large majority of all of the men I went to high school with that I still talk to are gay. And they're some of my favorite people in the world. And I don't know. It's just, it helped open my eyes and, like, teach me about it before I would have been taught about it initially. Mm -hmm. And I just absolutely I love Um, it. So did you have anything like this happen while you were growing up? Did you have anyone you knew whose parents like came out as gay or anything? I didn't. However, a friend of a friend um, that I used to work with down here in Disney, her so her friend um, had this exact situation happen to her. So like after her and her siblings like graduated college, they were home for a holiday and their parents were like, Hey, we have something that we need to tell you. And pretty much were like, Hey, this parent is gay. We've known pretty much since we got married, we've only had relations like a handful of times and they resulted in, you amazing children I, it was it was wow one of those like oh, okay all right yeah. that's uh 
that and that happened when they were like all technically adults because they had all graduated high school Mm -hmm. and I think a couple of them had actually made it through college at this point wow yeah yeah but I am lucky down here like where I live in central Florida obviously there's a lot of diversity so my daughter has friends that have two dads and two moms and so she just sees that as normal like Mm -hmm. it's nothing different to her and you know teaching her to be an ally is something that we're very big on and because of RuPaul's Drag Race we say fierce Brock (laughs) Brock ally like the the broccoli (laughs) but yeah and she she is she is a wonderful little ally and she is so wise beyond her years and it, you and your husband are doing an amazing job raising her. It actually came up this weekend. So we were on the break from the dance competition to eat like a late lunch. And I don't even know how it came up, but one of the little girls came up and was like to her parents goes, Hey, if a girl and a girl get married, are they going to hell? And Bryn <laughs> Like, how does that even come up? There's seven. Right. And Bryn pops up and she's like, Mm-mm, that's not how it is. And she, she goes into this full thing. And I was like, Bryn, that's really nice for you to stick up for people. Like, even when there's nobody that's like that around, like, that's really nice. And she's like, I'm an, and she went like a little Maury. And she's like, I'm an ally. I'm an ally. Speak, Valentina. Speak Valentina. Ally. But like it's it's so funny because and especially with having her in dance and the dance community, there's a lot of diversity within that too. And one of the competitions that she goes to, if they win or like the group wins, whoever's getting the award, they ask him questions. And at the end, the guy, he's so sweet. And he's like, Do you have a message for the world? And like, you know, these kids are up there and they're like, work hard, believe in yourself. And one of her dance teachers was like, you know, if Bryn ever gets that mic, she's going to be like, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Yes. And and then they're going to stop doing that portion of the competition (laughs) because a seven-year-old is just cursed. Oh man, I I hope that that's the competition I get to come to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I I didn't really have anything like this growing up. I think like maybe the closest that I've had is you know uh, some one of my good friends from high school and I. We've talked since becoming adults and being like, you know, I think so and so's parents might have been swingers. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so we we had a little bit of a swingers community. But uh, this evening when my husband got home, I had uh, Degrassi up and it was after I had just gotten done taking my notes and watching the episode. And I told him what this episode was about. And he goes, oh, yeah, a kid I went to high school, I've had that happen to him. And I was like, no, he goes, yeah, he got into a lot of fights. Oh, <laughs> I was like, bless his heart. I, I was like, did he win them? He goes, some of them he won. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, he, he should have been watching this. He should have. <laughs> But I just thought that was, like, ironic. I was like, oh, no shit. Yeah. Because my husband did not grow up anywhere diverse. (laughs) (laughs) No, he did not. None of us did. (laughs) The one who grew up in, like, the most, like, (laughs) technically, I guess you would consider diverse would be my husband. Because he grew up on, like, the outskirts of Cleveland. 
But I mean, where he actually lived, there is nothing diverse <laughs> about that community. However, <laughs> um, yeah, that's he's he's the closest <laughs> to diverse anybody has. <laughs> so what was your tough pill for this episode? Um, mine was definitely when Terry was like, you have a choice. I don't. Mm. That's a big thing of like, I, I think it all the time whenever I'm listening to other podcasts or seeing stories of people that are like, yeah, when I came out, my parents completely abandoned me. Like they said I was no longer welcome in their home. I cannot imagine doing that. And at the end of the day, no matter your religious beliefs or whatever, like that's your job as a parent to love your kid. I think there's very few situations where you like disowning a a child is acceptable, like uh, perhaps murder or they call a hit out on you. They call a hit out on you. They try to hurt you. They hurt other people or children, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. But like, I just, I, I can't imagine disowning my child over that. And the, the Terry saying, you know, you have a choice. I don't, that was a big, hard hitting thing for me and it stuck with me then and it sticks with me now what about you uh so for me I think this one was like you know listening to Ashley's dad talk about we wanted to wait until you're older um but you know that didn't go how he planned and it's just like once you become a parent every decision you make impacts your child. And even when you think you're doing the right thing, it can still turn out to be the wrong way to approach the situation. Yeah. I heard the other day of like being a parent is like having a window in front of you. No matter what, that window is going to get smudges on it. It's going to get dirty. But, like, can the window be wiped clean? Does it have a crack in it? Does the window break? Like, what you do affects how the window is. And that's true. That's true. Wow. Gotta love your kids. Gotta (laughs) love your kids. Uh, My second tough pill to swallow, uh, middle school boys. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking JT, man. Like (laughs) The worst. Um. So that was that was the episode this week. Overall, Jordan, what what do you give this episode? Ooh, I think this is one of the more iconic ones, especially with it being the first season. Um, but obviously, the first two episodes were like freaking full <laughs> throttle. But, the, but every other episode we've had thus far has been fairly tame, and I think this is one that's finally getting back into the hard-hitting topics, so Mm -hmm. besides um, the very first two episodes, this is my favorite thus far um, in this season, but I kind of like the um, more in-depth storylines we get in later seasons that have to do with uh, the gay community. Yes, I agree. I give this one, like, an 8 out of 10. Yeah. It's pretty um, good. So in next week's episode, uh, Jimmy is spending too much time at Ashley's and he's getting on her last damn nerve. Oh. You know, shocking. Ashley's annoyed. <laughs> in next week's episode, Ashley is annoyed and Emma is pissed off at something that's happening in the environment. 
That would be the synopsis for every episode. Every in this, single episode. In this first, uh, first season. <laughs> but I think, I don't know if you saw, do you know how many episodes are in this season? Um, I can look right now while we are on here together. I think it's a few more than 10. Yeah. But if it's only 10, oh my gosh. Is it 15? Um, 15 episodes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we are 15. we are over halfway through uh, this season. We are chugging along. And do you want to tell our friends, uh, you, you know, we've got another half of a season to do, but in season two, we're hoping to do something kind of fun. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we hope you all stick with us, uh, not only for the remainder of the season, but into season two, because we are going to start having uh, some guests on. So these will be people who are, uh, you know, close to Jordan and I, who also were raised on Degrassi or maybe seen an episode or two that have made a lasting impressions on them. <laughs> and uh, it should be a good time. We're really excited for that. Yeah, both of our husbands are chomping at the bit to be on an episode. <laughs> and uh, my sister, who has never watched Degrassi, is very much like, I want to be on an episode. I want to do a recap. So I was like, you might have to wait a little bit longer because I feel like a a spirit squad would be good for her because she was a cheerleader. Yes. Man, could you imagine watching Degrassi for the first time? <laughs> I The amount of things I have introduced her to is absolutely offensive. Like she had never <laughs> seen heavyweights. And I, yeah, but then I made the mistake of having her watch heavyweights for the first time with people who've watched heavyweights 78 million times. So we're all quoting it and it just wasn't funny. So we're going to give it a go another time, but you got to yeah. give her homework. Yeah. I did have her watch the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia for the oh first time. Oh my gosh. Time. She was probably traumatized her and her husband. And <laughs> they were like, holy shit. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so maybe it'll be a similar situation depending on the episode. Oh, man. Well, I know we are both really excited for that. We hope you all are too. And thank you all for joining us for episode eight. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we will see you all next week for episode nine. Bye. Thanks for listening to Dose of Degrassi. If you like what you've heard, give us a five-star review and recommend us to a friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Dose of Degrassi Pod. Gotta go. Heather Sinclair's calling.